0: Why was six afraid of seven? Because seven ate the ninth episode of the North of 64 forecast. Welcome. I am Greg.
1: I'm Darren. Your delivery was really good there.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm, uh, I was thinking about that for the past 10 minutes. So That's
1: better than the one I was going to do. So I, what I'll was give you one that. It's, it's okay. We it's don't need to repeat. hear it. No, it's cool. No, no, no. We should move on.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Okay. We'll move along. Um, Yeah, today's a little different. We are currently in full lockdown, as is all of Ontario. So we are doing this via Zoom. So shout out Zoom.
1: Well, I'd rather not, but it is what (laughs) it is.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so, I mean, uh, if you're listening to this and you're wondering why the quality is different, we're speaking through our computers over the internet connection that we have so enjoy to be fair your internet's pretty goddamn good it is yeah for keswick at least yeah now we out here fuck it yeah today we have uh, a cool episode we're going to be talking to the one who helped north of 64 with pretty much any task ever over the past (laughs) year lucas mora the
1: um self-proclaimed manager and uh media something of
0: north of 64 yeah. i believe media director creative director owner
2: owner <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's it i actually printed out a, i went on um canva and i made myself a certificate that says manager slash owner of north of 64 and i put it on my wall
0: yeah <laughs> lucas went and copyrighted the north of 64 name before we could just so he would have to be our manager yeah,
2: or you buy it off me for a million dollars. A million dollar—that's
0: what we're worth for sure. Mm-hmm. Huh.
2: I offered that undervalued it's like, if I—if you ask me. That's a compliment.
0: That's a very mm-hmm. good compliment. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that, bro. Not sure I agree, but uh, definitely appreciate it. Yeah. Um, before so whenever day,
2: you round up that cash, just send it my way, and then I'll I'll transfer it over to you. Yeah, we'll
0: wire transfer. You. You'll be there in a few days. Don't worry about yeah.
2: it. Post dated check. Post dated check.
0: <laughs> Post dated. <sure. laughs> Very post. <laughs> it's like Scott's Tots.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man.
0: Um, before we dive too deep into it, um, what's everyone listening to? What have you guys listened to in the past week or recently at all? Uh This week, I had a bit of like a
1: 2000s emo nostalgia kick. I've been running uh, Tell All Your Friends by Taking Back Sunday pretty much all week nice i don't know what inspired it i think cute without the e randomly came up on like a spotify playlist so i wanted to go back to the album and see if it like holds up it has been a bit yeah it still slaps for sure that album fucking rules
0: it's funny you say that because mine isn't necessarily like that far of a throwback but mine is close your eyes nice um, like song for the broken valleys uh i used to love those guys when i was like i guess first getting into like a day to remember and shit like that Mm. I found um, Close Your Eyes and I love the dude's vocal style so much. Yeah, yeah. It's So like raspy and raw. I think he ended up having to leave the band because he wasn't singing properly and they have a new this <laughs> now but yeah, I've been listening to some throwbacks as well, especially uh, Close Your Eyes.
1: It's like the same shit that happened, he didn't have to leave, but with George from Alex on Fire where like yeah. around Young Cardinals his voice just like completely changed work from work. what it used to be.
0: Yeah. It's
1: fucking crazy, man.
0: Yeah, so happens when you don't sing properly. But, I mean, they created some dope fucking music for doing that.
1: What about you, Lucas? What are you listening to?
2: I'm usually on my Discover Weekly kicks on, like, Mondays and Tuesdays. Yeah. Um, but I, oh, I, I fucking – I love 2000s pop still, like Maroon 5 and No Doubt. And I just <laughs> always fucking rip those. Like, that era you can never get back, and you can't recreate it in any way. So yeah, I I'm bet. just still stuck in it forever. I just just chilling 2003, listening <laughs> to songs about Gene. And you called me whenever it old. came out. You are older than me. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice it's save, son.
0: Yeah, yeah, shout out uh, to a quick on one. Discover Weekly, <laughs> Discover Weekly is dope. I listen to uh, Release Radar every Friday. I missed it mm. this past Friday though, and I listened to that today. And there's honestly like not a lot of new music that's coming out that's making me like super excited about music right now mm-hmm. it's a tough time to release
1: anything man like well yeah you can't, you can't do any of like the normal things that you typically do when you release music so i bet a lot of people are just waiting and hoping
0: that soon enough they can right Totally, they're mm-hmm. gonna sit on albums until they can tour them, and because they're gonna make most artists, no matter how big you are, are gonna make most of their money off of merchandising and touring. So straight up, if they can't tour and sell T-shirts on the road. Like, why would they release this music right now when they know they can just sit mm-hmm. on it and kind of um, backlog a lot of shit? And then, oh, yeah, like true. you said, dope, nice. <laughs> or
2: release it now, build your audience, and then when everything's open, you have, you know, you've been releasing music while everyone else has been sitting on theirs totally you look at it both ways right
0: there's two sides of it for sure i think any artist that's already kind of gotten the recognition and like they're already signed and they're on a label most of the time those labels are probably thinking right now like let's sit on this let's wait until we can get um this artist out on the road and then drop something but yeah like Mm -hmm. for artists like us like north of 64 like local talent like it's not a bad idea to be trying to uh Get music out there. Um, so for
1: like for us, there's no better time than the last year because it's not like it's not like when we release something, we'd go on this like worldwide fucking tour media campaign, right? Like, I know, well, it was scheduled
0: for this month, and then because of COVID, <laughs> we can't do it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm still banking on that. Um, I believe it's the Singapore run with Torque Down and No, it was mm. the Philippines. The Philippines, you're
2: right. I was going to say, because I'm pretty sure Singapore is COVID free, so you could actually make it over there, no problem.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, let's, you're our manager, so you, let's book it.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm still waiting for my cut of this deal. So, yeah. yeah. Darren said he would give me SGA as a part of the deal, but I'm still waiting for it. Yeah. Yeah. I for sure told you that. 100%. <laughs> yeah. I have been writing too. Don't make me get my yeah. lawyer involved in this. Oh, my goodness.
1: You know the price, my friend. You know the price. i sent you several offers.
2: Yeah, your price is absurd.
1: Well, you got to pay the big bucks if you want SGA. It's like
2: you're walking into a shark, to shark Tank, and you're the portion of the episode where this guy just thinks his company is worth, like, billions of dollars. And he's like, yes, I, I'm seeking a 1% Uh, Or a $10 million investment for 1% return. And then everyone's like, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out. You're a fucking wanker.
1: I actually like to picture myself as the uh, uh, Jim Tree Living, the guy who owns Boston Pizza
2: on Dragon's Den.
1: That's who I picture myself in that situation. And you, my friend, are the opposite.
2: Nice. So you're like an old fart and I'm like a nimble... Nimble,
0: the mind, nimble. Yeah, Lucas,
2: I've never been oh, more happy boy. that we
1: asked you to do this tonight. This has made it all worth it.
2: <laughs> it was an elegant surprise. I was about to eat my lunch, and everyone's blowing up my phone. Like I'm not busy or anything. I sent you one I, text, you fucking geek. <laughs> <laughs> I said, "Wow, I derail every." <laughs> I derail every podcast that I'm a part of, which is funny because I actually host a new podcast, or I like co-host with two of my coworkers, and we have like a business podcast every week. What do you guys? It's kind of fun, about? but it's also kind of annoying. What do you but guys? It's really fun.
0: What do you guys talk about on that podcast?
2: We talk about like business ideas and growth. Like we're in the automotive industry, so we talk about just shit that we do day to day uh, pretty much for other people to copy us to like succeed pretty much. Yeah. Um, cause you know, like it doesn't take anything from us to share that other than an hour of our time, uh, each Wednesday. And it's fun. It's a nice little, you know, break up to break up the week. You got this little podcast You got to stay after hours and shoot the shit for 30 minutes on Facebook live. And it's, uh, yeah. I mean, you guys would know, like it's, it's like this, you know, there's no real purpose to it. It's just kind of, you know shooting the shit and if people listen to it and take something out of it then great
0: yeah just talk and share knowledge here and there because it's kind of like us like we're doing not uh, the business side of things but we're doing like music production and guitar stuff and the idea is to kind of share um like we're not necessarily experts in the fields but to share our experiences within like what we do like so daring guitar playing me mixing engineering um both of us songwriting and producing and whatnot so it's it's fun to like just sit down and kind of shoot the shit talk about stuff that you're passionate about and kind of put it out into the world you don't know if that's going to help someone or if just one person fucks with it then it's worth it really
2: exactly and even if it's yourself i think then fuck it you know straight up yeah yeah like if it's something you want to do if tomorrow you're like i don't want to do this podcast anymore it's like ah whatever yeah there's like so you know
0: yeah What's up, it, man? It's fun.
2: Um, I like doing stuff like that. I, I'm like, I, I'm just trying a bunch of different shit until something clicks, like seriously clicks. You know, I like a lot of stuff, but I think if you tr- if you don't try a bunch of stuff, how are you gonna know what you know, what you like? Just throw so everything. You had some su-
1: like you had some success earlier. I think last year on uh, TikTok, like your channel was growing pretty heavily.
2: Right? Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things. You know, it's like. Obviously, I didn't love it that much. Otherwise, I would have kept posting. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. If it fair. starts to feel like a chore, it most probably means that I don't like it that much.
0: That's yeah. true. Yeah. If it feels like it's really like daunting work and it weighs on you when you're going to bed that night, then it's probably not something that you should keep up with.
2: Yeah, not not even. I mean, like if I don't wake up in the morning and I immediately don't want to start doing something, it's probably... It just means that I'm not all that interested in it. And I don't, I don't really take that, you know, to heart or about anything. Like I'm not super emotionally attached to anything that I do. I can change my whole shit up tomorrow. Like, you know, I could, I've done it many times, like trying to figure out what I want to do in this life. And I think not a lot of people really do that. And I think trying something like that interests you and, Trying to make it into a career is like the best thing you can do in your young age, anyways.
0: Definitely, I agree with that. Uh, one thing I wanted to talk to you about was one really cool idea and concept that you were working with uh, not even a concept, it was something that was growing for you. Um, I'd say last year and the year prior, especially, um, value shooters that you started, and then I'm, I think just because of COVID you like literally weren't able to keep up with what you were doing. So what was it that you were doing um, with value shooters? What was the concept there?
2: Yeah. So that was, it's funny that you bring that up because excuse me, that was like the one thing that I'm actually emotionally attached to, because as I was, as I'm saying it now, like that was pretty much the first time where, where I said, yeah, I want to do something and I just did it, which was make YouTube videos. And at the time when I thought I wanted to make YouTube videos, I was like 13 years old. And then it took me until I was like 22 to actually do it. So I would go to the thrift store and buy a camera. um, And I would take photos with it and make a video about it. And then I would give the camera away after I'm done with it to kind of, you know, boost people up who think that gear is like a factor and whether they can make it in photography or yeah, pretty much to eliminate that narrative entirely. And yeah, it was it was a lot of fun and people um, really liked it and I loved doing it. But then, like you said, COVID, I can't go to the thrift store, can't really hang out with people to take photos of them. And I used COVID as an excuse a lot, but I think regardless of COVID, I don't think that it would have continued as much as it did through 2019 or 2020 as it did 2019 because I set up a schedule where I would release three videos a week on specific days and it began to feel like a chore so I and I still like doing it but I'm like I don't want to let these people down who watch it but at the same time like I don't want this to feel like a job or like homework or a project for school you know what I mean
1: yeah for sure like it should never especially if it's something you're passionate about and something like this where you're like going out of your way to like find not like an unconventional career but not your typical like nine to five right you don't want it to feel like it's a thing that you have to do like you want to be excited when you like you said when you wake up you want to be excited to do this thing right it's unfortunate too because you had like uh like a cool little community growing on youtube for it too like the people were really fucking
2: with it yeah. I mean, that's something that will always be there, you know, not that I think, Oh, people will just, you know, jump back on the channel whenever yeah. it's like the idea is not going to change. Like no matter what the the core principle of the idea is always going to be there. Cause I, I do plan on bringing it back hundred percent. It's just a timing, <clears throat> excuse me. It's just a timing thing for me. Like yeah. I, you know, I have a job now, luckily um, for co- during COVID, like, if I was of a job right now, I'd be kind of fucked. So I'm super grateful for that, but value shooters and the YouTube channel, like it's something that is going to stick around. I just need to find a direction for it that not only delivers the same, I guess, value <laughs> to <laughs> oh. the people who are watching it, but also, doesn't have a schedule. It doesn't feel like super forced and like on my end. Mm-hmm. So that might just look different. It might just be I'm making these videos and, and they'll come out whenever the fuck I feel like it. You know, yeah, there's
0: nothing wrong with that either, man. Like as as long as you're having fun with it and you're not completely draining yourself and you're still working on building that audience that you want. I think value shooters was a really cool idea. Um, Gary V, you even talked to yeah. Gary V about it,
2: and Gary V hyped you up on it. It's true. Yeah. He approved of it. He would fucking slit my throat if I talked to him right now. He would, because yeah. I, he they, would just take after, right after that, right after that is pretty much when I, I lost it. You know, it was it was almost like I was working towards this approval from him. <laughs> yeah. Well, like when I started, I wasn't thinking that, but I was like deep into his content. And that's kind of what pushed me to doing that. And then obviously I started doing it and I stopped listening to his content that much. Cause I didn't have time. Like I was actually out doing it instead of just consuming shit. And then when he was like, yeah, this is, this is a good idea. This could have legs, just keep going. Then I was like, well now where do I go from here? You know? Yeah. It felt like yeah, this plateau, but it, that's like all psychological shit. Like there's so many factors that, that like played into it. And it's, it's weird. Cause I've never said this aloud, but as I'm spewing it, as I'm a uh, verbal spewage right now, it's <laughs> all kind of clicking for me. Cause it, it's always like subconsciously in my mind, but you don't really say it. Like, that's why people say like, write down your goals so you can like project it. And you know, it's there. Like if you have a goal on your, like on your desk or whatever, and it's always looking in the face, it's constantly reminding you. Otherwise, if you just like m- keep a mental dialogue of it, you're probably never going to achieve that.
0: Hmm. That's
1: really good advice, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I might actually do that. Yeah, we're dropping
0: gems on the podcast today.
1: <laughs> hey, you're a very wise man. I should never talk shit.
2: <laughs> I'm 4,000 years old. So 4, we
1: 000. always say we should listen to you more. Well, listen to you some. <laughs> you know
2: what i've made i've made a lot of mistakes on in my life with anything whether it's like it's just everything like you through trying all this shit you make a lot of mistakes and you learn a lot of shit like i think i think the best way that i learn personally is doing stuff and it flopping on its head and then if you make the same mistake again then you're a fucking idiot but if not, then it's a it's a super valuable lesson. It's worth its weight in gold. However much money it cost you, or yeah. however much time it cost you, there's something the commendable
1: in that, man. Like like you said, you're never gonna like learn anything or do anything unless you're willing to at least try and sometimes fail, right? Like it's part of the process. One hundred percent. Yeah, percent. Like we've gone through. Not even just with this project, but with past projects. Like we've gone through failure and it would be really easy. Like when say false hope didn't blow up to just say, okay, well, fucking music's not really the thing for us. Let's try something else, you know? Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And like, even with this, it would have been really easy after the first year of these singles that we did not blowing up or whatever, just be like, okay, well, we tried on to the next thing, but
2: yeah,
1: it's the only way that you'll get there eventually. If you're not willing, like, if you're not willing to fail. 100%
2: Yeah, 100% you need it,
0: to it along the way
2: yeah and I don't think uh, like just to clarify I don't mean like if something you know isn't working out then it's not for you or if you don't um like like for example the music you said if the whole year it didn't blow up that doesn't mean oh go try something new maybe I'll go try and fucking learn how to scooter or some stupid shit like that like <laughs> it, it might mean like try something different as to your approach. Like, what are you doing to promote sure. the music? Like, how like how have your inspirations changed over the past year? Like, there's so many different things you can try. It doesn't mean just jump ship and try the next thing. You know, yeah. you can also do the same thing internally. Mm-hmm.
0: Definitely. Um, we, we do have to wrap up in like a few minutes just because Zoom has its restrictions on how long we can do these things for. Um, I did want to ask you though, because you used to, well, of course you still do, but there's COVID looming right now. Um, you, you're a videographer and photographer for bands, artists, and just all people alike. What was the last project that you got to, um, videograph or direct?
2: Uh, it would have been rear view music video, actually. It's funny that you say that I'm a biographer oh. for all <laughs> sure. these people, but in the past probably year and a half, maybe more, it's literally just been you and Sirius Wild. I met up with him to do music video, and him and I have been meaning to do music video for a while, but obviously with COVID, like, that's, you know, it's impossible, which is shit because I'd love to m- make stuff again. And this, this is almost a nice break for me to kind of, get my shit sorted. And when the floodgates open again, like uh, everyone's ready to go and we can make some cool shit.
0: Yeah. I'm in the same boat, man. This has almost been, um, at first it felt like a good reset now it's gone on way too long and it no longer feels like that. Now there's been so many peaks and valleys through the past year of like emotions on how I feel about how what's going on with all these like spare time and whatnot. Um, but yeah, I mean, I cannot wait until we're able to get into a room together or wherever location we're meeting up and film something or take pictures or make music. We, the three of us, started um, writing a project together, and of course, I mean, that stopped before COVID hit. Yeah, it's
2: another, it's another one of those. Let's use COVID as an, as an easier yeah. excuse. Yeah.
0: But even you know? that now, like I'm, I'm taking for granted. What we were working on, or I, I realized that I took for granted what we were working on at that time because now it's like, shit, we could have already released like a whole project, but just because oh, we yeah, didn't easily. do it, like it didn't happen. But now coming out of COVID, like there's all this shit I want to work on when I'm able to actually connect with other people, like other
2: artists and mm. shit. Yeah. I mean, at least you're getting damn good at Call of Duty or whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever bro. 1v1 meme. I'm good, honestly. If you want to get clapped in 2K, that's what I've been ripping. But otherwise, I'm trash at most other things.
0: Yeah, big bet. Lots of Call of Duty for me, lots of Warzone. We out here. We out here living, bro. Yep. Lots of fantasy basketball, too.
2: Oh, my team is so trash this year. I'm pretty mad about it. But whatever. I'll just trade Bear all the lights to Darren later.
1: As you're the one talking shit on draft night, telling me, "Oh, did you forget to turn
2: off auto draft?" <laughs> <laughs> okay, Are you texting every I already told you. Yeah, I'm the menace of the league. I need to keep upkeep a certain performance. Unbelievable! Know? Unbelievable! I do. I need, to, to, off, I need to upkeep that.
0: I have to cut this off. We're gonna end it with the the fantasy league talk. Zooms cutting us short here, guys. Motherfucker! So we're oh, well. Wrap it. You have any last time.
2: words, Lucas? any last words no if someone had a gun to my head and said any last words i'd just be like i don't know <laughs> <Way to end. laughs>
0: what a way to end the podcast and in case we don't see ya. good afternoon good evening and good night Good day. good day